everyone, this is Tyler. Here's Solar Detach Pro with Solar Detach and Reset. We're here at our Bridge the Gap podcast, where we're talking about how we bridge the gap between the solar industry and other industries out there. Today, we're talking about how we bridge the gap between the solar and roofing industry specifically, which is, which is the favorite gap that I like to, to bridge. Uh, on our show today, I'm super excited about this guest. He's, he's been a longtime friend of mine. Um, he is a third-generation roofer. He's a great father, a great husband, and a great friend. Um, he's kicking ass in the, in, in the roofing world right now and in the marketing world. He's someone I look up to, and uh, I'm really excited to have him here. Eric Perry with Eco Roofing, thank you so much for being here today. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So I just wanted to start uh, and just get some background information about you in the roofing industry. Tell us a little bit about how you got into it. I mean, being a third-generation roofer, there must be a little bit of story there about growing up uh, it, with, with your dad being a roofer, um, and then how you transitioned into being a, a business owner now and kind of getting to where you are today. Yeah. Um, gosh, you know, it just kind of happened. Um, so I got into roofing originally in my teens, um, mainly to help my dad. He, I didn't have a desire to grow up and be a roofer. My dad obviously was a roofer, you know, my whole life. And, um, I think it was one of those things, maybe I, I wasn't the greatest at school. I was, I mean, academically I was, but um, I was a little bit more social than the teachers allowed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yeah. um, I tend to find myself driving around with my dad to work and stuff like that um, a lot. And, and it was just initially to help him out, reduce his physical efforts, you know, carrying ladders around, stuff like that. Um, and then just from there, I think uh, a a point came where he realized that he was kind of wasting free labor <laughs> or cheap labor anyway um, by having me just sit in his truck and so he just started dropping me off at job sites and, and I'd say well what do I do and he's like well whatever they tell you to do so um, I, I was just thrown up on the roof you know with a bunch of roofers and, and just helping them giving them stuff and you know watching a lot and, and um, I kind of enjoyed the sense of freedom I think for me um, you know as a teen uh, it it, it was nice to not have to be confined to, to you know, a normal structure. It was just you go on the roof, every day was different. Um, I liked working hard. Um, it gave me like a self, self, you know, sense of accomplishment. Uh, and, and then just from there, it just took off. Fortunately, I was working for a company uh, that, that invested into its employees as far as training. So they, they provided me through opportunities to go to different uh, certification programs, um, manufacturer training, certification, stuff like that. And so it just from there, I, I was on the roof swinging hammers for about 12 years. Um, got into economy, took a dip around the 2008. Um, got laid off from the company that we're at, the whole company shut down. Um, ended up going into sales. Um, and that's where my dad had moved over to his company doing sales. And I'm thinking, I don't know how to sell a roof. You know, I know how to install a roof, but not realizing that if you know how to install it, you can probably sell it pretty good. So mm-hmm. I was in sales for a few years, had another opportunity to open a division for, for a local restoration company, uh, which I did. Uh, I did that for a couple of years. Not a lot of opportunities there, um, just with the particular company. And uh, from there, I ended up actually started my first roofing company with a partner, which is where we met. Mm-hmm. Actually, we met before that. A little bit before. Yeah. Yeah. We really started working a lot closer together yeah. at that point, though. Yeah, and then uh, had my first roofing company that I was that I was an owner of, right? Uh-huh. Um, 
and with a partner, and uh, that gave me a lot of valuable experience because that's where I got you know the HR experience, the business development experience. I mean, starting something from nothing and, and creating something, um, being forced into learning social media and how to use it for business, that sort of thing, kind of on a smaller scale and stuff like that. But um, that's kind of what introduced all of that world to me mm -hmm. as far as like, hey, I need to figure out how to do everything. Um, mm -hmm. And then just after a while, um, you know, alignment wasn't entirely there. And I figured, uh, you know, hey, why not just go try this on my own as long as I've been doing it. So, yeah. Um, and it's been it's been three years. Um, and it's been definitely the best decision I've ever made. I, I love it, man. I, I love that. I love hearing your story because I know you and I know who you are now. And when I hear your story, it just all adds up. You know what I mean? It starts making sense. And, and I'm kind of uh, biased in terms of, uh, I guess, what type of business owner is out there. But the business owner that started out learning the trade and the technical first, which is where I started as well, um, I, I love it. Yeah, we had to overcome some, like, some sales hurdles and some back-end office, actually the functioning of how to operate a business stuff. But the value that we get to bring to our customers now is, I, I think, so, so much more because we really know the intricacies of everything mm -hmm. uh, uh, and the fine details. Like you said, it, really a good salesman is, is first a great technician almost because yeah. once you know exactly the ins and outs of everything, you, you, yeah. you, it, now you just need to know how to talk to people um, it's, it's and express great it. for the customer, mm -hmm. but it's also probably even better for your team mm -hmm. because you don't have any one individual on a team in any certain department that says like, oh, he doesn't understand, you know, because you've done it all. You know, you've like from your technicians, like, oh, he doesn't understand what it's like to work in the heat. We, I did, mm -hmm. yeah, I do, because I've done it for a long time. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it, it gives you an appreciation, and understanding for for everything that everybody does, mm -hmm. which just ultimately makes you a better. Yeah, and it's a credibility that's built up, and I love how uh, since a young age you've just kind of been looking hungry for knowledge and looking for next level, and how am I going to get there, and what do I need to learn to get there? Even just hearing all these steps from the roofer teaching you how to roof all the way up to you learning the HR mm -hmm. as you're helping run the business, but you never stop learning. And I know you still aren't now because we're in a couple of groups together. We continue yeah. to learn together yeah. on. So I think that's just key. I love that about you. For sure. Um, I know you also have a podcast that you do, and I want to ask you about it a little bit and just touch on it, let, you know, and make sure we, 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 we know how to find it, what it's called. Sure. But also, um, my wife and I love this podcast. My wife listens to it more than I do, if I'm being honest, because she's, I don't, don't want to say has more time, but I, I, I should uh, plug on a couple more episodes. But I love that um, what you guys bring to the table with you and your wife, because even though I don't directly listen to it, I do, because my wife talks about it every single time, next day, and we have conversations on the back end about our relationship and how we're working our business together because of you and what you, your wife are doing on your podcast. So I just want to give you a minute ask you about like why you started that, how's it going, Tell us a little more about it. Yeah. So I'm not, I haven't been as active as I, I, I hope. We're, we're in the process, actually, of, of kicking it back off. Uh, we got a few episodes recorded, uh, like, under the belt, but I'm, I'm waiting until I get a little bit more uh, in, in my computer to where I can start launching them. Cool. Um, but, so it's called the Uncensored Entrepreneur Show uh, mm -hmm. for Couples. So a little bit of a lengthy title, but we wanted to make sure that the title encompassed who our target audience is. Um, I, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> so it's basically it's something that me and my wife do. It has nothing to do with roofing. It has nothing. It's just being an entrepreneur. Now, whether or not, um, like our, our typical, you know, our audience, I guess, or who, who we speak to are, are those that are an entrepreneur and in a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, it could be an entrepreneur that's not in a relationship but that wants to be in a relationship. 
mm-hmm. you'll get some value. Um, or it could be somebody in a relationship that's thinking about starting a business, um, you'll get some value. Um, and, and it doesn't necessarily mean husband and wife, both entrepreneurs, it could be one or the other, whatever the case is, but essentially what I've identified is there is no separation um, as a business owner. There's no separation from, from being a husband, being a father, and owning a business. Um, there's no separation. Everything all blends together. You have to find a way to, to make it all work at the same time. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, you come across a lot of challenges, right? Um, you know, if, if business is very stressful, then that is going to, you know, create a challenge in your relationship. It's going to create a challenge with your, you know, with being a father with your kids. Um, you're going to be gone a lot more. You're going to be a lot more stressed, a lot more frustrated, irritable. Um, if you're having problems in your marriage, same thing. It's going to create problems in the business. It's going to consume your headspace, things like that. And so it's really, well, the things that we talk about aren't the answers. Like, we don't, we don't tell people, like, this is how to avoid this. We just tell people, this is, these are the examples of when we fell on our face mm-hmm. um, and the things that we had to overcome and the things that we had to get through. Mm-hmm. And we identified that if we would have done it this way, it would have avoided this. So we're just sharing our experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, uncensored is because, I, like I said, I grew up a roofer. I have a very foul mouth. So right off the um, bat, we're letting you know if you're going to watch this. Don't yeah. do it in front of kids. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, I mean, we talk about like things that we've implemented into our lives, just that we've learned yeah. over the years of, of how, to, how to make sure that we're making time for ourselves, make sure yeah. that we're making time for our spouse, for our, our kids, you know, um, transparency communication like all of those different yeah. things and, and, um, and we have a lot of fun doing the podcast it's yeah. a blast um, we just kind of started doing it and put it out there not realizing it was more of a vent I think originally we created it to, to to just have a space that we didn't intend on having any anybody listen to it to where we can just kind of vent um, and, and, and have that outlet for ourselves internally um, you know, not realizing that, hey, like, hey, this could potentially, you know, help somebody's marriage. It could yeah. help somebody's business. It could help somebody, yeah. you know, in, in terms of being a parent or something like that. So. And at which point I feel like, because you, I, one of the things I love about you the most is your desire to give. Mm-hmm. You're such a giver. And so, you know, something you didn't intend, it just was for you guys. Now you get to use as a tool to give. You got to get, you know, that's a win-win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know you do things with, uh, uh, you're involved with your church, with the youth, and, you know, we just talked about a, a youth camp you help support. I know you do children's books that, that you put together. You do all these things that take your time and your money away from your business, away from your family, just because, correct me if I'm wrong, I, I, I don't, you have such an importance to leave a mark behind uh, as, uh, as a giver and as someone who just cares about other people. And, uh, you know, even before... You were a business owner. I've always seen that about you, and so yeah. Um, I mean, it's what I enjoy. I mean, that's what I. That's my passion. I yeah. mean, roofing. I'm good at it, so I know that I'm gonna, I'm gonna provide that service, you know, as a stellar service. Um, so for me, building the team, building the roofing, you know, company, it just allows me greater opportunities to give. But but I, I always say I, I didn't. I grew up with everything that I needed but I didn't have everything that I wanted, which is fine. It might sound selfish, but, um, you know, I, I had a bike on Christmas when I wanted a bike. My dad found the bike in the alley, and he, he put new tires on it. He painted it. He de-rusted the chain. I mean, he, he made it. To me, it was a new bike, so I had a new bike. 
Um, I had everything. We had our one pair of Payless shoes every year, um, which is probably what started the shoe problem. But mm -hmm. we had one pair of Payless shoes every year before school, so we always got a new pair of shoes. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I had everything that I needed. And so for me, I didn't struggle as a kid growing up. I mean, sure, there was a, a lot of neighbor kids. I had the FOMO. I had the you know things that the kids had that I, mm -hmm. I wanted, the go-karts, the toys, whatever. But for me, um, I don't have you know millions of dollars, but it's if somebody, I remember as a young adult when I started having kids uh, and, and that ridiculous list that the teachers give you mm. when it's back to school. Mm -hmm. You know, four, I need 43 glue sticks, mm -hmm. 700 boxes of tissues, all this stuff. Thinking like, and there was so many years where I didn't get anything. And we just kind of like snuck our kid in first day and like walked away um, because we couldn't afford it. And and money was tight always it was uh, you know every day we had to look at the accounts and balances and look at the bills and everything else and so um now like i said i'm not you know wealthy by any means um, outside of like happiness but if if i have an opportunity to help somebody and give them 100 bucks so they can get this ridiculous list for the teacher and not make the the kid because ultimately the kid is who's embarrassed mm. and you still like, remember and feel that from that experience around, yes absolutely yeah. so it's for me to have more opportunities like that, same thing around Christmas. Yeah, you know, like uh, again, like so many, so many times around Christmas time, like where where it's not my kids' fault that I can't provide. Yeah, and give them all of the things they want. Yeah, and my kids, we make it a point so that they understand the uh, you know the, the purpose of Christmas and all that other mm -hmm. stuff. But at the same time, like my kids are deserving. Yeah, and it's not their fault that I can't provide. And so now that I'm in a position where I can provide for them, I also want to help other people who have deserving kids. You know what I mean? So things like that. So giving well, is my passion. Well, it ties right into kind of my next question, which is about ARCA. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like this is another outlet for you to give. And not just to the community, but also to help out, you know, where children, you know, are, are big. But also your roofing community. You know, a lot of times roofers look at other roofers like, I don't want anything to do with you. You're a competition. You know, I'm going to you know, ignore you and, and I'll do my thing. You do your thing. But you're part of an organization, the Arizona Roofing Contractors Association, where roofers come together. Mm -hmm. And so there might be some roofers out there that are going, why would roofers want to get together and collaborate? What's the purpose and point of that? Can you elaborate a little bit about what your role and involvement is with ARCA and maybe some benefits to uh, why a roofer should join ARCA? Yeah, so ARCA... I grew up knowing what it is. My dad always told me that you're not a real roofer in Arizona unless you're a member of ARCA. Mm. Um, he was involved in ARCA. Um, he was on the board. Uh, it, it, it meant a lot to him. And so for me, like, I didn't understand why at first, but I'm like, hey, I, I tried to apply to be ARCA on ARCA when I was starting my business before I had my, my, my CR42 roofing license. But, and you can't. You have to have a license to do it. So mm. it's a wait. And so um, I just thought it was something you had to do. Um, the, the entry cost is so insignificant. Um, it's like 500 bucks a year or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but when I joined, what I realized is, so when my dad grew up, roofers didn't help each other. Um, no roofer asked another roofer advice, opinion, a question. I'm sure it might have existed, but it was unheard of. And if that roofer were to answer that question, it was probably false information <laughs> to try to sabotage the roofer that was asking the question. Mm -hmm. Nobody helped each other. Yeah. Um, now it's a completely different world. And there's still some of that out there, but, mm -hmm. but those type of people aren't going to be a member of ARCA. Mm -hmm. Those type of people don't have the, the mental mindset of, of compassion, of, of serving, of helping. 
you know, and, and, and just have good hearts, right? So the people within ARCA are all willing. I mean, there's companies that are, you know, people that are part of roofing companies doing $500 plus million a year. Mm-hmm. And they are more than happy to help the guys doing $100 million figure out how to get there. Mm-hmm. And likewise, there's companies that are doing, you know, one or two million a year that are more than happy to help the guys that are just starting out figure out how to get to one or two million. Yeah. So there's there's it's a community of roofers that all go through the same thing that we go through. Mm-hmm. So if you're a roofing contractor listening and you, you, you know, maybe just started out and um, you're, you're just underwater with stress and trying to figure things out and, and looking for a network of people that are the same as you, that have gone through the same things and are going through the same things as you, um, that's, you know, an outlet to get it. And then likewise, if you've been a roofer for, for years um, and you've just never heard of ARCA, um, you know, the benefits are aside for, for me, one of my biggest benefits is, is what I just mentioned, is mm-hmm. networking and meeting other roofing you know, companies, other business owners, other, you know, people in the roofing space, which is my world, I don't have any friends, hardly any friends that aren't roofers, right? I mean, you, but you're borderline a roofer. Well, it's you know as I mean? close as it gets yeah. to not being a yeah. So, but it's, it's uh, all of my best friends are roofers too, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, we all collaborate, we all help each other out. Um, the other benefits is obviously the training, you know, the, the free training that ARC provides, forklift training, fall protection training. You go to two or three trainings, OSHA. it's paid for itself like that. Even OSHA, they do OSHA, yeah. 10, OSHA 30, English, Spanish, and if you send 10 guys to OSHA 30, you're, you're, you're spending, you know, two to $3,000. Yeah. Um, whereas if you spend 500 bucks and join ARCA, then it's yeah. it's part of the membership where it's free, so. Yeah, and there's, and if, any question you would have in business, there's an answer there for it. 100%. 100%. Yeah. They even have committees designed for that. So yeah. if you, have, you email in a question, even if it's about a particular safety issue or, or concern or about yeah. a roof product or whatever. And the other thing I like about ARCA is they also give a lot. Yeah. Um, because these are massive business owners that are associated you know, to it um, that make up the association. And they uh, they constantly have givebacks. They support a lot of you know youth on their own. Um, uh, new Pathways for Youth, uh, UMOM, uh, Soldier's Center, so, so many different, um, you know, things that they help support, yeah. backpack drives, charities, uh, so part of an arm of ARCA is ARIF, the Arizona yeah. Roofing Industry Foundation, so okay. it's their nonprofit, and they give out 20 or 30 scholarships a year, um, and it's all it's all funded within, you know, the, the committees, so yeah. um, it's pretty, it's pretty cool. I, I'm currently vice president this September I'll be inducted into the president of ARCA um, congrats on that by the way that's yeah, awesome yeah, the roofers yeah. in the industry somehow must have made a mistake or something. <laughs> <laughs> that no they got it right man they got it right I'm incredibly humbled and honored to be it I mean I, I most of these guys I've known since I was a kid yeah um, uh, you know Chuck just Chuck Chapman Ron Brown uh, Ron Gibbons like all these guys so when I met them I've already known who they were yeah and, and so it was interesting so it's very humbling to be able to sit at a table with with to me like icons in the industry yeah um, that have been around for a very long time and, and weathered every storm that, that the, the economy has had to give them yeah and me I'm like I'm sitting next to you going Eric who's that guy over there who's that guy yeah. over there and you're like oh like an encyclopedia. you're like yeah you're, <laughs> and you're just like you want to know this guy trust yeah. me you know yeah. or, or maybe don't worry about him yeah. But um, you know that, that's why I make sure I sit close to you yeah. as much as I can when we're in those rooms. It's um, a fun association. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's it's so good. And if if you don't know, if you want to give back and you just don't know how, it's just a good place to plug in to start seeing how to give back, where to get information. I mean, I remember I had a safety incident, and uh, I made a call to ARCA because I didn't know what to do about it. 
I had Jennifer uh, calling me back with, with Arca. What's her role with Arca, by the way, Jennifer? Jennifer is the executive director. Executive director calling me back. I had Craig with LeBaron and Carol calling me directly. And then I had Russ, who's the head of this, uh, with Griffin Roof, and Russ yeah. Hyman, the head of the safety committee, calling me within a couple hours. Yeah. Re three different, like, awesome resources. Yeah. And I think I talked to you a little bit about yeah. it, too. But just, just helping me walk through this situation, I should know what to Russ do in the, in the moment. Russ is a good guy. He's one of the... He is. He's currently the past president. Uh, so two years ago, he, he was president. Um, you know, he's 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 a plethora of knowledge. I mean, he started his company from the ground. Yeah. He, he uh, and they've been around. Do you know? I have to do my research, but oh, Griffin Rufin's been going for a minute now. It's been going. I don't know exactly how long. But, yeah. Uh, we'll look it up. Yeah, over ten years. I mean, could you know? I, what I remember is, and I was told this, so Russ can confirm. Um, you know, when he started his company. Uh, I mean, he was doing all the work himself, so he would sell the work and he'd show up in this little T100 pickup truck and go, go and do the work. So he's, he's, uh, he started it from the ground himself, like literally swinging the hammer. Um, whereas I, like when I started Eco, like I had crews and stuff like that. I mean, I was an installer before, but, mm -hmm. but Russ, you know, he, he, he's, he was very hands-on, is very hands-on from, from ground up in his company. So yeah. He's, yeah. he's got a, he's, he, any problem, good or bad, he's been through it, so he's, he's a good resource. Yeah, he is, and I'm excited to start spending more time with him in some of these committees. I know we've got the Expo Committee coming up at the end of the year. Looking forward to that one. Definitely check that out. If you're a roofer looking for a place to jump into ARCA, check out their Expo coming up at the end of the year. Um, it's going to be up north in Flagstaff, place to go cool down and, and plug in and, and, and get to know what ARCA is really about. Um, so I was on a – I didn't have – really kind of know what I wanted to talk about, you know, today when I sat down with you. And I was thinking about it this morning when I was on a, I go for a hike most every morning, every morning I can. I, I break up and I go to a place where, so it's, it's the closest area I can get to where I lose cell phone reception. It takes me about 20 minutes to get there. And as soon as I drop into it, you can't find me. And I, and I drop off the map for about an hour so that I can collect my thoughts, kind of find my peace, start my day that way. Yeah. And I'm thinking about the podcast coming up today doing that. And I'm thinking, I wonder what Eric's place is for this. Because I, I bet he has one. I bet there's something that, uh, that he does to, that can just help him unplug and kind of take that deep breath and, 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 and regroup. Because I know how stressful it can be being a business owner. And if you don't have something like that, yeah. you, you, you'll go off the end and, and you won't make it, right? Yeah. And, and, and so can you talk about kind of what your paradise place is, is what I call it, yeah. for you? So I, I, I probably have, I have multiple. Um, mm. and, and the reason why is uh, I'm very bad at trying to remain in solitude, right? I know that I need it. I know that I need, you know, you always need to give yourself the time where you're uninterrupted, you know, putting your phone on do not disturb. Um, but there will come a circumstance for me that if I, if I go to my paradise place and, you know, I'll look at my phone. Even though it's on Do Not Disturb, I'll unlock it. I'll check email. I'll check text. See if there's anything urgent that pops in there, and it ruined it. Mm -hmm. um, because especially if I see something, if I see something I need to respond to, if I see something even with like one percent negativity involved, mm -hmm. then it ruins my headspace. Mm -hmm. So it consumes my headspace. Mm -hmm. So it kind of to me like taints the the paradise place. So mm -hmm. I was like, well, now I got to find another one. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, there's a few things that I have, and then I do like depending on what the circumstance is. Sometimes um, I'm a little bit of a procrastinator. So sometimes um, if if I have something that I know that I need to do that's not an emergency, 
um, I'll let it stack up probably till it becomes an emergency or something mm-hmm. that I have to do. And um, I go up north. Um, I like quiet and I like peace, but I know my kids like to have fun. Mm. So there's a particular Airbnb that we'll go to up in, in Pine Top Lakeside. And Don't give any more details than that. I'm not. Yep. And, it's, and it's great because um, it's the house amenities is perfect for the kids. It's big enough for the whole family. And they have this deck. It's on the 13th fairway. Right at the end of the fairway is where the sun rises. And they have this large deck that's covered, and it's got a little fire pit. and. Uh, uh, like a gas power deal, and I'll sit there literally for 10 to 12 hours and um, just drinking coffee and working on the computer. Yeah. So it's not for me to reflect, but there's the, the moments where I'm there and I can I can hear in the trees, yeah. you know, like just having that peace and quiet. And then also like hearing my kids play, knowing that's, that they're still that's what I'm thinking. that they're not like just stuck at home. Right. That they're still they're still engaged. That's part of the the piece is, is knowing that that's yeah. happening there close by. And I can I still take time and because of course they want me to hang out and do some stuff too. Um, so yeah. that's one area that I go if if I have like a backlog of things that I know I need to yeah. get done, I can be highly effective. Yeah. Um, awesome. Same scenario. I have service out there, but at that point when everybody knows that I'm there, they know why. And yeah. They don't bug me and I keep it on do not disturb. Love it. Um, just anywhere with solitude. I'm actually. It's funny you mentioned no service because. I've gone camping before, and first thing I ask is, is there service? Yeah. I've literally driven multiple times a day, you know, down into town where I had service. Yeah. But then after day two or day three, it's like, you know what, it's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I've, my grandpa was a pilot, I've always wanted to fly, so I'm, I'm in, in the middle, I just started flight school. No way. So um, I want to get my pilot's license um, and get a little plane because I want to, um, actually, Tyler Johnson was telling me about this. Okay. Johnson Roofing. Yeah. I don't know if you met him yet. He's a great dude. He's, he actually owns a company. We met at YP. Yeah. 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 So he owns a company outside of Johnson Roofing that, okay. that leases planes to flight instructors. No way. So he's, I don't know how many planes they have, but so, and he's obviously a pilot. He'll go up and uh, talk to him about it. I'll take you out. It's cool. But so he's the one that kind of talked me into that because he's like, it reminded me that, you know, you're not on a big Boeing you know, American Airlines where you got Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. There's no Wi-Fi. And so I figured that would be cool. One, I've just always wanted to do it. And then two, that would be cool to, to he said that it's for him like the best de-stressor because you're just up there. There's a lot of other things you have to pay attention to other than your business. Mm-hmm. Like staying in the air until you're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. Not dying. Yeah, yeah. not dying. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything goes good. Yeah. And, uh, and doing, uh, uh, and you have no cell service. So, yeah. um, so, I'm, so that's one thing that I'm looking into. But, but for me, like an immediate thing that I typically will do is similar to hiking, but I'll have service. Um, I, I put my phone on Do Not Disturb, and I put on a podcast, yeah. uh, like a, some kind of, it's really all I listen to is personal development or self-development um, or, or uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like Bible podcasts, like, yeah. uh, uh, like scripture podcasts. Like spiritual like growth. That, like like yeah. plans. Yeah. Um, just those podcasts and then I go on a walk for about 30 to 45 awesome. minutes something like that Just that, especially in the summer like with the heat and the sweat yeah. you know and you don't want to be there but you're doing it anyway it's a good way to clear your head absolutely I, I, love, I love the plane thing I'm thinking man if you're going to distract yourself from your business get out of your own head by doing things that are dangerous like trying to focus on staying alive what happens when you get good at flying the plane now you got to think about jumping out of the plane, right? To do something else that's a little more exhilarating. Like what's a, it's like a gateway, you know? What's next after you get good? So. I don't think so. Because if I can, if I'm good at flying the plane, I know that I can control 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, I'm sure there's a lot of buttons and gadgets not, all the yeah, time to like keep I, you keep you busy. Person, I am not. I don't, well, that's what you do. Once you get good, you just put her in the plane with you. Yeah. And then, and then. It, barrel rolls yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll that'll be distracting enough. Yeah. So, hey, um, so I just want to thank you again for coming on. Um, you know, if if you know, if I could ask one more question. Could you uh, tell us something that really would bridge the gap between the solar and roofing industry? Maybe, maybe something you really are not fond of about the solar industry, like what do you hate about it? Hate's a strong word, but maybe there is something you hate about it. Um, but we're trying to be different, right? We're trying to serve roofers, and, and, and I want your feedback on this. Is what does that actually look like? You know, with you, your industry, and, and what I'm doing working together to um, Build build a better product for the customer in the future, and, and what they're doing. What's something uh, that you hate, and what's something that we could be doing to bridge the gap? Well, I'd say like so. The right thing to do is just always communicate, educate, and communicate. Mm. You know, from the solar side. So like, um, like you like you do it the right way. There's there's a lot of solar companies that don't educate themselves on roofing systems, um, roofing processes. Um, they don't communicate well with the roofers uh, or the customer and then they also don't um yeah i mean as you got to learn roofing you know yeah. what i mean because you're you're putting holes in a roof right so you got to learn how to, to to flash it and i i get that over the years from what i hear is that there's solar companies that'll say well this mount we installed it per the manufacturer's specifications hmm. and i get it but this is a mount that was created for solar by a solar mount manufacturer mm -hmm. that also has never once picked up the phone and called a roofer and said, hey, is this going to work? Here we got two different industries right. again with no no, no, no bridge. So, and and it's, it's weird to me that, that they've never, that they didn't immediately cross over. Um, now there's some roofing companies doing solar, some solar companies doing roofing and stuff like that. But for, for me, it's just knowing how roof systems work, knowing how to properly seal them and flash them. And I know you guys do, but but like that's the fault of the solar companies. It's not, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, I we still see some where they just drill a hole and put caulking in it and call it a day. Almost everyone we take off is like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and remember those big lag bolts that went right through the tile? Oh yeah, they're, they drilled through the tile. We're ripping those off yeah. all the time. It's 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 my dad when I was when I was a roofer when I was a kid. Uh, my dad used to always tell me, um, like. You can have two different houses that are the exact same, and there's going to be two different ways to do it. And so my job is always to find a way to make it, like, overkill, not leak, um, and then also make it as, as beautiful as possible. You mm -hmm. know, just because this isn't going to leak, if it looks like crap, nobody wants to look at it. Mm -hmm. So functional and beauty, right? And and he used to always tell me when we'd come to, like, weird transitions or situations like that, I'm like, well, how, how should I do it? And he used to always tell me, I don't know, take, take a leak on the roof and see where it goes. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, it's a joke, but insinuating, yeah. you know. And I ha there are some times where we'd be trying to figure out a situation, we'd do it a certain way, and we'd literally pour a little bit of water out and just watch where it goes. Yeah. Like, All right, that's good. Think like water. I'm always right. saying it, right? Exactly. I think I got think it like from water. you probably. Yep, yep, think like water. So, um, you know, if more solar companies did that, um, yeah. and, 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 and just understood the roof systems and how to flash them. And stuff Gosh, like you know, I probably don't credit you enough for, you say I'm, I'm pretty close to a roofer. I think a lot of that goes to just the amount of time we spent together going to do roof inspections. Whenever it would leak, who, who got sent out? It was yeah. you and me for Sun Valley Solar yeah. back in the day, and, and uh, we'd go check it out and try and figure out what the problems were. 
but, but spending that time with you, I learned about. That's where it started. It, it began, I guess, on bridging the gap, and, yeah. and I started accumulating the information about what is a roofer looking for and what are the things they care about that I'm now still taking into my business today. Yep. So it's great. Um, and and if, listen to this, you guys, the two things he said are education and communication. And, and that's why Solar Detach and Reset, we have a project coordinator that handles the entire project from start to finish so that our communication is, is on point. He's not worried about, and his, his guys, his estimators, they've got one phone number that they call if they have a problem with the process at all. They're not calling anyone in the office. They're not calling a sales guy. They're not calling a field guy. It's a project coordinator. So communication is key. And then also education. When, when he's talking about ARCA and how you can save money going to technical training courses, he sent, I see his guys there. And, and, and a few other companies are, are rolling through on a, a pretty consistent basis, but our guys are there too, and we're learning what's the best way to seal these roofs up uh, in the same rooms that the roofers are getting their training at. Um, so, so two key pieces about bridging the gap between the solar and roofing industry. Um, Eric, thank you so much sure. for coming on. I, I really appreciate you for taking the time to yeah. come out. Again, tell us where um, people can find you and uh, eco-roofing solutions, and wh where's a place that they can connect with you at? Yeah, so uh, a couple of different ways. Uh, just if you want to get to know us and who we are, uh, what kind of person I am, that sort of thing, um, you can always go to uh, my Instagram, which is yourbeardedroofer, at yourbeardedroofer. You can, uh, our website is ecoroofaz.com. We do free inspections, so if you ever want to schedule a free inspection, um, you can go there. You can always call the office. Uh, you can Google us. Um, you can find all of our social media, but my, uh, yeah, we got billboards, wherever. We're, we try to put our brand everywhere. We're pretty proud of, of, of who we are. So um, you go to at your bearded roofer on Instagram. There's a link in the bio that will give you access to all of the other information and content to find us. Awesome. Thanks, Eric. Uh, with Eco Roofing Solutions, your bearded roofer. Again, this is Ty with Solar Detach and Reset and your Bridge the Gap podcast, where we bridge the gap between the solar industry and your industry out there. Um, if you want more information about uh, where to find podcasts in the future, uh, you can find us on our social media handle at Bridge the Gap uh, Podcast AZ uh, com, and uh, we look forward to connecting with you soon. Hey, welcome to the Bridge the Gap Podcast. This is Ty, uh, your host, and.